1: You are listening to Beyond the Wheel, a podcast about the people and ideas that drive the RV community forward.
2: Looking to get out there and stay out there? Battleborne Batteries Lithium Ion Batteries are here to power your RV, marine, and off grid adventures. Designed as an easy drop in replacement for traditional lead acid batteries, these reliable solutions have two to three times the power, charge five times faster are a fifth of the weight and last 10 times longer. Offered in a variety of models in unique sizes and shapes, ranging from 50 amp hour to a robust 270 amp hour, and backed by a 10-year warranty. Battleborne batteries are built to fit your needs and power your experiences. On the road, on the water, and off the grid, reliable power is here. Check them out at battlebornbatteries.com.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the last episode of 2023, and I hope everybody had a happy holiday and have a good new year as well. Today, we're going to talk about kind of a top 10 list, I guess it's a top 10 list of the just some questions that we came up with of our favorites for 2023 and what we're looking forward to in 2024. And just as a heads up, Kenny and I didn't discuss any of these before recording, so we'll see if we have anything that's the same. I'm guessing all of our stuff is going to be different, uh, but we'll see. We'll see, particularly when we get into the podcast-specific stuff. We'll see. Um, we'll see if we have some of the same ideas about about the podcast, but I doubt it.
2: Yeah, I doubt it, too. I think we're going to have very different answers. And I thought this was a great idea. This was Sean's idea of, of like an end-of-year recap. I, I really enjoyed coming up with these answers of these uh, questions that you came up with, Sean. These, these were fun.
1: Yeah, and a couple of them were actually hard.
2: Yeah, I thought um, all of them hard were hard. Yeah, to answer. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, I feel like a lot happened in 2023. So picking like <laughs> yeah. the best of in certain categories, I, I had a difficult time with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, not so hard for me because I didn't do as many trips as you, but definitely hard deciding on on some of the favorites. And I I
2: probably cheated a little bit because I came up with runner ups. So like oh, I'll, I'll have my I'll have my top thing, but I also you know I have like an honorable mention.
1: <laughs> okay. So let's uh, let's start with number one, which was our favorite RV trip of 2023.
2: Right off the bat, this was a tough one for me because I did a lot of trips one of them being a trip to Mexico with fantasy RV tours. And we had a fantastic time. It was just true. Like a. this is what I think of a true vacation, especially with the fantasy RV tour people is that they take care of everything. All we had to do was show up and then all of our meals are planned and the entertainment's planned, everything's planned. So it really felt like a vacation, but it didn't make the top one that that was my runner up. Oh, that, really? That was my runner up. Yeah, I know because I, because Sabrina and I did that huge trip in the summer where we were product testing the Travado van from Winnebago. And we came and we visited you and Julie. We stayed at your place out in the, in the driveway for a night or two. We, we also stayed at Were the Russo's driveway for a night or two. We went and did a factory tour of the Winnebago Tobo line. We went and visited our friends Denise and Nick and stayed in their driveway for a night and went to the Corvette Museum. That was also the same trip that we went to the Field of Dreams and checked out the movie set we then took the van to roanoke virginia and met up with friends from our you know that's where our old hometown is really we've lived there for a couple of years so we met up with friends there we, we had that van for two weeks and 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 it was all different for us because we've never traveled in a you know a class b van before so i'm given our favorite trip of the year was that Travado and those two that those two weeks that we've just traveled around you and I we went went to that duck donuts. <laughs> really oh yeah. Good. Duck donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was my that was my top my top trip for 2023.
1: And just out of curiosity, Kenny, the runner-up trip, the trip to Mexico with fantasy RV tours, which trip was that?
2: That was the uh Baja Wine and Dine. Okay. Because they also have a taste of Mexico trip that's easy to confuse it with. So we okay. we did the Baja wine and dine trip and that was on the west coast right along I believe the road is 1D and we're right you know you're right on the beach and you stay at one campground for the 7 or 6 I guess it's about 5 nights that you're actually at that campground for and they bring in a shuttle bus and they they pick you up right from the campground and they take you to the restaurants they take you downtown they take you to the museums everything so they just shuttle you back and forth yeah that's the baja wine and dine it was really good we're gonna do we had so much fun we're gonna we're gonna sign up for the other one which is the taste of mexico we just don't know when because we already have two other trips planned with (laughs) fantasy rv tours where we're doing a whale watching tour and we're doing a uh, moab jeep tour with them also
1: My favorite trip of 2023, and I hope it doesn't sound like an ad, but my favorite trip was the uh, FMCA rally in Perry, Georgia. Mm, That was a good one too. It's like a jam-packed rally with a lot to see during the day, and they also have decent entertainment at night. The nice thing about the night stuff is it quiets down pretty early at the FMCA rally, so you don't have to worry about people keeping you up at night. (laughs) I guess it's something about the older crowd probably that that people aren't staying up all night drinking and playing loud music and stuff. So I really enjoyed that. And they have tons of seminars, uh, multiple topics going on every hour. I think that the vendor hall's open. They have different seminars going. There's lots of RVs to walk through, probably more vendors than any rally I've ever been to. I'm usually only the big RV shows have that many. There's a a lot of events during the day, like, coffee hour, fun runs, music, crafts. So a lot, a lot going on during the day too. If you don't want to just look at vendors and RVs, there's a lot, a lot of other stuff to do. This was our third time going to a FMCA rally and and we enjoy it just as much every time we go. So I, I really enjoyed that. Even though on the way down I did have a tire blowout on my truck, which okay. delayed us getting there, but overall it was um, it was our, our favorite trip
2: yeah FmCA does a great job of putting everything together and like you said entertainment wise too you know if, if you want to go for seminars and learn you can but if you don't want to do so much learning you can go and join the entertainment I know I saw a pretty fun magician while we were there. it was it's always a good uh, I've done two of them and I agree Sean they, they were both equally just as fun
1: so that was my favorite trip. I didn't make any runner-ups like you, Kenny, you're an (laughs) overachiever. And then the second thing was our favorite new product or accessory of 2023. And I guess I'll go first on this one, Kenny. I really like my new Garmin RV GPS that I got. For all the years we've been RVing, I've always used the phone app for navigation, but the Garmin has so many features that it puts the phone apps to shame, really. They have a lot of campgrounds built in, including KOAs and national parks. They have road and traffic warnings. They have services coming up on, you know, the next few exits. They even tell you like, oh, you've been driving for so long. Are you sure you don't want to take a break? And here's what's coming up if you want to take a break. And then also on the one that we have, uh, you can link your phone to it. And then you have hands-free talking on your phone through the GPS the one we have, uh, some of the RV GPSs come with a camera built in, uh, like a dash cam, but well, we don't, we didn't get that one, but I'm still really happy with it. And I even use it when I'm not towing the fifth wheel.
2: I've been using that Garmin. Well, I've been using a Garmin. I have an older version, the 660 RV. I've been using it since 2017. And Sabrina, and I always say, if something were to happen to our Garmin GPS, we'd have to go out immediately. And replace it. I would not travel without it. I think safety wise, it's it's a big deal, safety wise, convenience wise, giving you a heads up display of like where the next travel center is, where the next rest area is. I, I think the thing's fantastic. I think you already mentioned it knows your height, weight, and length and everything like that. So it even asks us like how much propane is on deck and stuff like that. You know things that you want to. That's really right. Think yeah, I forgot
1: about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I
2: think it's a great tool for. I think every RVer should be using one of those Garmin RV GPSs or some type of RV GPS. I only know of the Garmin one, but I'm sure there's. And other. the
1: nice thing too that I forgot to mention is if you want to change your route or something, you can just talk to it and it'll help you navigate a different way or to a different address or something. You don't have to stop and enter all the information. You can. Do it through voice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the Garmin product is a, is a great one. So for, for my favorite new product to me for 2023, it was another tough choice. So I got a runner up. So I got my Battleborn battery expansion or my Truma Aquago, And they're two very different things. I keep going back and forth of which one is my favorite and the only reason why I keep going back and forth is because it's supposed to be like new to me. And I feel like my Battleborne expansion, like I've already had Battleborne batteries, and this was just an expansion of those Battleborne batteries. But it was such a huge expansion. I feel like it's new to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you added a bunch of more solar and more solar, a new inverter, new inverter that I never
2: had before. You know, it's a 3000 watt Victron inverter that went, you know, with this system. I, I think I'm going to have to give it to the Battleborne expansion because it really did change. The way we camped. I did a lot of overland shows, and I was able to leave Bell in the RV unplugged, run the AC unit. So I'm, I'm giving it to the Battleborn expansion, even though I, I really love that Truma Aqua Go system too. <laughs> but just as far as what it's done for our travels, you know, the Battleborn expansion really gave us a lot more peace of mind of leaving Bell in the campground if we would go see something that Bell couldn't go to a museum or something like that. We knew that she would be fine in the RV, even if the power at the campground would go out. We knew that the Battleborne batteries would just step right in and continue to run the AC for. We actually even like simulated. I'm not sure if I told you this or not, but we would simulate power outages to see just how fast the Battleborne battery would switch over. The switch over is so fast that you don't even see the clock on the microwave blink. Oh, wow. <laughs> it steps in that fast. So wow. the AC unit never turns off. The microwave doesn't even blink on the clock. Nothing. It doesn't even know that the power, well, we don't even know that the power goes out. One bit of advice, I guess, is something that you should do is if you do a system like this, that's kind of integrated so that it it naturally just kind of steps in place is you may want to check your batteries and stuff every once in a while to make sure that the power at the campground's still on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I guess you could if you just if you didn't, you, you honestly don't know if the power's on or not. You just everything works the way that it, it would. But you know, if the power would go out in the middle of the night and you're running everything like you if you were plugged in, depending on your battery size. Sabrina and I have a pretty large battery bank, but depending on your battery bank, you could run out of power. So that's, that's just how seamless it is. You would never know that the campground was out of power unless you went outside and you saw a bunch of people scratching their heads and looking at power
1: posts. <laughs> I guess that, that would be one way to know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Kenny, your favorite new product was your Jeep. You know, I, I guess that's not, Oh, you didn't say RV product though. Did you, you just, I, I just noticed that it just as
2: favorite new product accessory. And I do love the Jeep for RVing now too, because we get to explore areas that we weren't able to with our, or C-Max, but I can't have
1: three top ones. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think there's one in here that I have five, but... Oh, do you really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, number three is our favorite new RV released in 2023. I feel like this was the only one that was easy for me, and I didn't even have a
2: runner-up. For me, it was the Winnebago Access. And I know that's kind of probably a cop-out because I do a lot of work for Winnebago, but... When Sabrina and I were at that Hershey show, it really was the only RV that I felt that really stood out to us mainly because of price point. It's under $25,000 and it's a 50 amp coach. And I was like, wow, for under $25,000, you're getting a 50 amp coach with a convection oven. It's prepped for solar. It's got heating pads on the water tanks. It's made to be in cold weather. It's got a cold weather package. I thought for the price and what you were getting, for this travel trailer, I was just really blown away. We liked the floor plan a lot. It had five different floor plans. So if you had large families or if it was just two of you, we just felt like they, they were offering a lot for the price point. And I'm not even a travel trailer person, but Sabrina, I really like Sabrina, you know, Sabrina strong knows Sabrina sees something that she likes, even if we don't need it, Sabrina's like, Oh, should we get one of these? And maybe we, do we have anything that could tow it? I was like, we don't have anything that could tow it. How much are
1: those travel trailers, Kenny?
2: The MSRP on them is 25. They were selling them at the Hershey Show for 20. Wow. Yeah. And 50 amp, like I said, a 50 amp coach for with heating pads and solar prep and convection oven, a 12 volt compressor refrigerator, a lot of nice features for the price. I mean, especially when when we were walking around that Hershey show, Sabrina and I kept on walking to RVs and we're like, why are the prices so high on my, on just everything? And you know, Winnebago's got plenty of vehicles and RVs that have high prices. So they're so the fact that they had this access there at I guess what you would call an entry level price or an entry level, I don't know, it it had an entry-level price, we felt, but we thought the quality and the products that they were putting in there were higher than an entry level unit. So to us, it really stood out. I have no idea what your
1: answer is, Sean. (laughs) I'm curious. Mine also came from the Hershey show. It's actually, this is kind of cheating, I guess. I don't think it's actually (laughs) coming out until 2024, but they had the prototype at the 2023 Hershey RV show. And it's the Cirrus 920 truck camper. This is probably the nicest truck camper I've I've ever seen. It has a full dry bath in a truck camper. It has locking cabinet so stuff doesn't slide around when you're driving. It has induction cooktop as well as an oven and a microwave, lots of storage. And the nice thing is it comes equipped with 810 amp hours of lithium, which is it's made of three 270 amp hour batteries. So that's good. A 3000 watt inverter, A DC to DC charger, so you can use it with your your truck, Yeah, and uh, three 310-watt solar panels for a total of 930 watts. And Julie and I went in it, and the the lighting and everything they've done with this new truck camper just makes it so nice inside. And with that full dry bath in there, like a porcelain toilet even, (laughs) it's really nice. We were blown away by it. And I know you called it the Sirius. Is, is that made
2: by New Camp?
1: New Camp, yeah. I thought
2: I did see that. That was really nice. When you started describing all of its features, I was like, I think that's the the one that I saw over at the New Camp display. So it's made by New Camp, but Sirius is what it, what the, the truck camper itself is called. That's their model, yeah, I guess. Yeah,
1: Sirius is their truck camper line, uh, I guess. I could totally yeah. see
2: you and Julie in a truck camper. In fact, I'm surprised that you guys don't have a truck camper.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are too. Okay.
2: Funny. I don't know why, but I just picture I mean, you guys have that beast of a truck already, so I don't think you would even need to do anything to be able to put a truck camper back in the back of it. You know, you would be so small in footprint size, but like when you walk into that, it doesn't feel small on the inside at all on that truck camper. I can't remember. Did it have a slide, showing? No slides. Really? Because it felt yeah. pretty roomy inside when you walked in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys don't have a truck camper.
1: I know you really like your Arctic Fox, but. <laughs> yeah, it was a toss-up between the Arctic Fox or a truck camper. Oh, okay. We so you were looking, looking at, at both at and and we just decided on the, on the Arctic Fox. Okay, so number four is the favorite RV show or rally of 2023. And I guess I gave mine away with the first answer. Uh, mine was definitely the uh, FMCA rally. Like I said, we've been three times and we always have a good time when we're when we're there. So it it's definitely our favorite. And I would have to say, well, I'll let you go, Kenny, to see what your favorite was.
2: <laughs> so I, I got two runner, you know, I got a runner up again. So for me, it's the it, it it came down to the FMCA rally that we did in Perry, Georgia, or the Overland West show that I did up in Flagstaff. For both of them, my reasons are more because at the FMCA rally, I got to camp with you when you were my neighbor. And when I was at Overland West, I camped with Jordan from Echo One Adventures and he was my neighbor. It actually had less to do with the actual shows and more of just the, the camping uh, scenario. But I'm, I'm going to give it to the FMCA show. I think that that venue was well put together. And then I also liked the property at the FMCA with the with the. I don't know. Would that be considered a pond or a lake? I guess it's a pond.
1: And it had a body it's of water, big, big <laughs> pond. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, it was a really big pond, but it's too too small to be a lake. So I guess it was a big, big pond. And you know, every morning I was able to take Belle out, or any afternoon and walk her around the lake. And everybody was so friendly on that property, and everybody's friendly at the Overland West too. But I'm, I'm really giving it to. Man, it's still a tough toss up because that overland West has really nice property too, as far as like, you're in the, these nice tall trees, the weather, John, it was like 68 degrees for the high. I mean, that's like my weather right there. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the FMCA one. I I had a really good time. You and I got to work that show also at the FMCA show and put on the morning podcast. And then we also did some tours with Don from holiday Rambler or He's not really holiday Rambler. He is what's the other one? I mean, he, he is Holiday Rambler, but what's the parent company? Rev. Rev, Rev. Yeah. So yeah. it was just a fun show. And then, you know, we had the Dueling Piano show that we went and saw at night, which is one of my favorite things to watch as dueling piano. It was a great, just a great experience.
1: Yeah, I was I was gonna say, Kenny, I I wanted to make sure you didn't say that this was your favorite, but the probably <laughs> pre-COVID if we would have had this i would have said easily the hershey show would have would have been the top
0: mm-hmm. but
1: this this year the hershey show was kind of disappointing compared to previous years and i know we talked about that on a previous yep. podcast Same but i um yeah i think it it would have been different had it had it been 5 years ago versus this year
2: yeah this was my fourth hershey show i think and i i think by far it was my least favorite out of all the Hershey shows. I always remember having a great time at the Hershey show and not, not that I didn't have a good time at this one. I think it, for me, it came down at the Hershey show. Anyway, it came down to the, the sales. I wasn't impressed with most of the sales teams that I've, that I talked to and I wasn't thrilled with the prices that I was seeing. So yeah. I don't know if I'll go to the Hershey show again next year, but if I do, I'm really curious. I should go just for a comparison, I guess, but just to see what, what happens. I've never been to the Tampa show and I, everybody tells me that the Tampa show is 10 times better than the Hershey show, that it's a much better and not better as far as, you know, what you see and products, but as far as the environment, the atmosphere and the vibe that's going on down at the Tampa show is a much better vibe, more relaxed, more of a party atmosphere, uh, than yeah, the that's, Hershey true. Show.
1: that's true.
2: Is it true? Yeah. I've, I've never yeah. done the Tampa show, but that's what I hear. And I'm missing the Tampa show again this year. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening now either.
1: Maybe one day, Kenny. Maybe well, someday, someday, someday. Okay, number five is the favorite campground you stayed at in 2023.
2: Again, this was a really tough one for me because my favorite campground of all time is Disney Fort Wilderness. And I did stay there in 2023. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I could just say Disney Fort Wilderness, but everybody's expecting me to say Disney Fort Wilderness because everybody knows it's my favorite campground. <laughs> but I also stayed at the San Diego KOA. And I think that's a fat, just a fantastic KOA. It's my favorite KOA. It rivals uh, my second favorite KOA is the one in Tucson. So it, it rivals the Tucson location for a lot of the same reasons. It that San Diego San Diego KOA. Is like a true resort campground. It you know a lot. Of, I say this all the time. There's a lot of campgrounds out there that say that they're an RV resort. This really is. It's got a bar. It has a little restaurant. It's all outdoor seating, but it's San Diego, so you can do outdoor seating all year round. <laughs> they have a really nice pool, really nice layout. The hot tubs. They have two dog parks, so that's great for Bell. And they have these like deluxe cabins on the property. And just walking around, they have real nice pavers. When you're there, it it's in. San Diego, but you would never know that you were in the city because it's so well laid out that you forget that you're in the middle of the city. Like you feel like you're out away from it all. And it's a nice retreat when you're done with the city traffic and you're done with the city, we'll say the city folks to go back to this campground. It really feels like a retreat. So for 2023, I'm going to say it was the San Diego KOA for me. It was a really nice day that we were there. My brother came out and he visited us while we were out there. And to be honest, I can't remember what else we were doing out in San Diego. We really just stayed on the property. I don't think, oh, we saw some cousins as well. And we did the San Diego Zoo. I'm not going to go with the San Diego KOA for my favorite campground of the year.
1: Yeah, it's funny. The Tucson KOA kind of has that feel too, where you're in the city of Tucson, but when you're within the walls of the KOA, it doesn't really feel like it.
2: They do a great job of separating you and and making you feel like you're on vacation. Well, you are on vacation, but... Yeah, away from the hustle and the bustle of the town.
1: Yeah, my favorite, kind of for the same reasons, Kenny, is the Cape Charles Chesapeake Bay RV Resort, which is located on Virginia's eastern shore. And this campground had everything. They had lots of RV spots, but a very big campground. But they also had cabins, safari tents, oh, and they even had a hotel hotel. On the property that was co-located with the campground, so if you had people coming to visit that did an RV, there was lots of options for them to stay, either in the hotel or a tent or a cabin. What you know, lots of choices for them, and the best part is they have a large private beach there, which also has a bar and bar and grill. I guess I'll say they also had a large pool and a couple of playgrounds for kids lots of stuff to do. You could even rent kayaks and paddle boards to go out in the water. It it was really nice. I did a mini, mini pod on it that I'll link to in the, uh, in the show notes if anybody's interested, but yeah, it was really nice. uh, Really nice campground.
2: Okay. Yeah. And I should go back to, and say that for that San Diego KOA, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, KOAs are expensive. That San Diego KOA was the same price, if not less than some of the other campgrounds that we stayed at in San Diego. And 10 times nicer than all the other ones. So you are still paying you know, California prices when you're out there. I bet you the, I think we were probably paying about $85 a night, which is a lot for a campground. I'll put a photo of our site in the show notes. We actually had a site, whereas when we stayed at other campgrounds in San Diego, we were paying the same amount, $85, $95 a night. It was literally a parking space to the point that we had to be strategic when putting our slides out. Like there's a lot of crappy campgrounds in San Diego that charge <laughs> yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> they are not yeah. resorts. <laughs> Again, I should actually say that, you know, it's it's hard to say for the money and a, it's a good value because you are, like I said, you are paying California prices, but compared to what else is out there, it's a great, I think it, that San Diego KOA is a great value too. Not only is it a really nice campground, but for the area, it's a great value also.
1: Yeah, I remember some of the ones you've stayed at in the past. <laughs> They're horrible. They're, there's so many bad campgrounds in san diego (laughs) okay number six is the favorite road you traveled in 2023 and i'll say my favorite road is related to my favorite campground and it is highway 13 which goes through what they call the delmar delmarva peninsula so it's delaware maryland and and virginia are, are all covered in this peninsula and this highway 13 runs kind of down the middle and so we were on the highway for quite a while after crossing over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge in, in Annapolis, Maryland. Then you hop on that highway and it takes you all the way down to the RV resort, which is at the far southern end of the peninsula. It's just a simple highway, but it passes through a lot of towns, like small towns that each have their own kind of feel to them. And then between them, you're passing through like parks and wetlands and stuff. So you don't have to worry about a bunch of people driving like maniacs because you're going through small towns and, you know, there's lots of cops just waiting to catch people. But in the RV, I never worry about that because I'm nowhere near speeding. So you don't have to worry about crazy drivers so much. And then, like I said, each town has its own feel. So the time passed by pretty quick driving down this just one long straight road. But the time went by really quick. I I really enjoy that drive a lot.
2: And even in your fifth wheel going through the towns, you felt like you weren't oversized or, or too big going no, through the towns? No, not at all. Oh, that's not great. Not at all. Yeah. And I guess there's no that's no tolls then.
1: No tolls. No, oh, yeah. no tolls.
2: Too. I don't think I've ever been on that drive, but I like the idea of going through the different towns and seeing like a change of scenery every once in a while. That's pretty cool, even though you're on the same road.
1: It kind of had like a Route 66 feel, I guess. Oh,
2: Yeah. I just want to say I just heard something about Route 66, but then I'll be changing the subject and nobody wants me doing that. <laughs> so for my, my favorite road, again, I got, you know, a top and a, a runner up. So my two, two, two roads I really enjoyed being on this year, one of them's 1D, which is the road that we drove into Mexico to go to Ensenada in Baja, California. So that that road's in Mexico. I, I picked that one as one of my top ones or my top two because one, it was just different country, different rules, different way of driving down the road. They, it's a, it's a, a lot of it was like one way, one way. So it's a you know, two-lane two highway, one going each direction, but with really fat shoulders. And the way that they traveled down there is you don't switch lanes to pass somebody. You move over to the shoulder, and they pass in the lane that you're in, and then you're supposed to move back. And everybody, Sean, was so respectful of this rule. Like you pull up behind somebody, I'm not passing anybody in my motorhome, but if somebody pulls up behind me, I move over into the shoulder and they go right by, then I move back into the lane again. And you could watch this all the way down the line. Everybody followed this rule. Everybody moved out of everybody's way if somebody wanted to go faster. There was no road rage. They were probably the most respectful drivers I've ever
1: been on the road with. (laughs) Did they tell you this rule before you went into Mexico?
2: Yeah, so the Fantasy RV Tour, the morning of the drive, we had what was called a driver's meeting. It was like 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes long. And they gave us a booklet because their signs are different than our signs. Even their stop signs, everything's just a a little different. So they explained yielding rules, the laws of the road, moving over. When you make a left-hand turn, you do left-hand turns from the right lane. Which, that's one rule that I still, I'm like, I don't know why they do that. It seems, it looks as dangerous as it sounds. (laughs) It makes no, but again, it's so that you're not supposed to be imposing traffic. So that traffic can just keep on going past. So you move over to the right lane, traffic keeps going past you on the left. And then once it's cleared, then you make your left turn from the right lane. I'm telling you, it's as sketchy as it sounds. Especially when you're not the driver and you're being shuttled around by you know, a big bus, we were in like a big tour bus for a lot of these trips. And when this guy would move over to the right land, we would be like, where are we going? And I'm like, Oh no, we're making a left. <laughs> <laughs> now you're trusting somebody else, which I don't, I guess I don't do very well when I don't like being a passenger, <laughs> but yeah, very respectful. But not only that, that drive along down one D is all along the coast. So you're looking at out at the beachfront and, the ocean, and we we passed like a sunken ship that we could see from the road. It's a very interesting road, too. They were doing a ton of construction on that road, but even with them doing construction, I don't think it took anything away from it. It was a really nice scenic drive with, like I said, really respectful uh, drivers, but it's not my top road. <laughs> <laughs> so my top road for the year was Highway 163. That's the Forrest Gump Road. That's where they film that scene where he stops running in the movie. And right there you got beautiful scenic views of mountains and the landscape. I'm I'm picking it as my top road, not so much for the road itself and driving on the road. It is very nice and it is a scenic road, but we actually like pulled over and we spent probably an hour to an hour and a half on the side of the road, (laughs) just taking photos. And I ran towards Sabrina and she's filming me like kind of recreating like what we saw in the movie and stuff like that. We just had a lot of fun, you know, for for just being on a road. We had a lot of fun mm-hmm. on that road. It, it was more like an attraction than just a drive. I, I just thought that was a lot of fun. And, you know, we weren't the only ones out there. There was probably, I want to say there was probably like maybe 30 people out there in the time period that we were out there. And is it marked? It is marked. There is a sign. So if you just Google Forest Gump Road, it should come up. And it'll it'll take you right to it. I want to say, though, the GPS took us to a location that's on that road, but we went past where it suggested and went a little higher up on the road. And we think that we got better views from a different section than what the GPS was telling us uh, to go to. So we went a little further up the road. It just got us to like a little higher elevation. And we thought we had a better view. And actually, by going a little further, there was an actual sign that said, this is the Forrest Gump movie site. (laughs) Okay. So you'll actually see a sign on the side of the road that says Forrest Gump movie site. And that's where every, it's kind of hard to miss too, because literally there's like 30, 40 people standing out there taking photos. And it's not a very busy road, but you know, if you do go out there and you do want to take photos, definitely pay attention. Like you are in the middle of a road trying to take photos and the speed limit is like 55, I think it's like 55 miles an hour. Nobody does 55. So you know everybody's doing 65. So pay attention. Like Sabrina and I were doing it this way. You know, I watched her bag and she watched my bag. If, if she was taking my photo, people were super nice out there trying to let everybody have a turn taking photos. Mo- I would say most of the people were pretty good about it. Some people were not, you know, some people don't care and they're just on kind of get in your photo, but it's tough. I mean, like I said, there's like 30 people trying to get photos, but we even went off the road a little bit. And there was room for the RV, I should mention too. So we had our RV and we were towing and we had enough room to pull over to the side of the road and park both of them. They have like, I wouldn't say it's a parking lot, but it's a wide enough shoulder and dirt. And then there's like a little dirt road to hold maybe, maybe 10 cars at a time. Of course, our RV takes up four spaces, but plenty of room for an RV. Don't, don't be worried about bringing your RV out there, plenty of room for that. But then we would also go off the road and you can do like a little, not hiking, but you just hike up a little dirt pathway and then we thought we got some really good shots off the road and up on this little mound it's not high enough to be a, but a hill i guess you climb up this little hill and we were able to get shots of that with bell our dog instead of trying to get her to we didn't want her in the road so it was a good like out of the way spot we didn't have to worry about traffic up there and we were able to take her up there and get some photos of her of those like you know iconic mountains that are in the background of those that forest gum shot that's going to be my favorite road for 2023. It was, it was a really fun. I like movie locations, so that plays part of it too. Whenever we're around, like we did Field of Dreams, we went to Field of Dreams last year too. So if I'm near something that I think maybe was filmed or used in a movie, I do like to go check those things out. We went to Goonies a couple of years ago in Oregon where they filmed Goonies. Like I like that stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, especially the popular ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, things that I yeah. would just know. And I like it, too, like, the more out-of-the-way places, like that Field of Dreams, like the Goonies, like, like the Forrest Gump one. I'm not really going to Chicago to see where Batman was filmed. Like, I just feel like that's a city, and to me, all cities kind of look the same anyway. So I, I like the more natural landscapes for movie set areas, or I guess they're not sets, movie locations.
1: So number seven, this is a hard one. And I have quite a few favorite podcast guests of 2023.
2: This was the most difficult one. And I think my my number one answer is going to surprise you. But my runner up was uh, Brett Davis from the National Indoor RV Center.
1: He was on my list too.
2: Was he? Okay. Yeah, he was a really good interview. I think that he was very transparent. And these are usually the guests that I really enjoy the most, the ones that aren't afraid to speak their mind and Brett had no problem speaking his mind. He might've been a little too honest in that interview. If you haven't heard the interview with Brett Davis, I definitely go back and, and take a listen to it. What he has to talk about, like when he's talking about the business side of things, natural indoor RV center does a lot of things. They do the sales, they have service, they have, and they have the storage. And I thought it was really interesting to hear like what he thought of the different sides of the business and how he, looks at the business, you know, when, especially when you're just looking at the numbers of things. So definitely take a listen to it. Like I said, he's very transparent. He's very honest in that interview. I thought it was a fantastic interview, but it's not my number one interview. My number one interview might surprise you, Sean. Do you want to take a guess? I mean, there's so many, (laughs) we have so many guests that it'd be difficult to guess. Uh, yeah, it was Chris from Cummins and Oh, wow. I would say that's surprising for me because I'm not a big fan of generators or anything like that. But I felt like I learned a lot from Chris in that interview when he was talking about EPAs and how that kind of how those regulations shape the company, how much time they get to develop a new generator with emissions in mind. I felt like that interview was very interesting from start to finish. I thought he was a really good guest. I thought he was kind of funny and he had a good personality. Like looking back, I didn't even have to scroll. So when, when this question came up, actually, I didn't even really scroll through our lists. He was already in my mind. And then I scrolled through the other guests to see, and there was a lot of good guests, but he's at the top of my list. I, I really enjoyed that interview with him and because of the the, the company and what he was sharing about the company.
1: Yeah, that I remember that interview. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. He was very informative and it's amazing how all that emission stuff plays into the development. So Kenny, for me this was a hard one and I can narrow it down to a few. A few. <laughs> <laughs> so of course one of mine was like I said Brett Davis and it was for all the same reasons you said uh, very knowledgeable about the RV business in mm-hmm. general and and shared it willingly with us i thought so yeah that was really good i thought our interview with uh, wade about wake speed was a good one because we know wade on a personal level and that always makes it easier and i think it adds to the quality of the interview so i thought that was a good one anthony from cortez was a good one i thought because of all the innovative stuff that he was sharing Mm -hmm. with us about those campers he wasn't lying because they just won some awards so it, <laughs> he i i enjoyed that interview too um the, the way they're building is unique so mm-hmm. it's uh it i thought that was a good one probably my favorite if i had to narrow it down to one <laughs> i think was scott from adventure genie oh, okay i say that because he seemed really passionate about what, what he was doing and the changes to the RV market that they're making based on their adventure genie product. I guess the last one I would highlight is Tim from Greenfin. Oh, that um, was a good one. I forgot about Tim. That was a and really and I liked good one. I liked Tim because you know he self-financed that whole thing <laughs> and it took years for him to come up with the right design. Yeah. And it really came through in the interview that this really was his baby, and and he was he really cared about the product. Really so cared I thought about that was it. A, yeah, I thought that was a really good interview too.
2: And yeah, so it was hard for me to
1: pick just one. It was tough. It was tough. Yeah, I forgot about
2: Tim. Tim, I had to, have to move somebody out, but I would put Tim back into my my slot for top five, even though I didn't share a top five. Yeah, Tim was real like. I think passion is a good word for it. And he really, really cared about his product, about his boat. Uh, That's really his baby. He, he, he loves that product and he wants to share it. Like, I, I think, I think that's an excellent example of, of a owner really being involved with the company, knowing the company through and through and just loving the product and wanting to share it. Like he, he, he seemed like a really good guy and we got, we met him,
1: We didn't meet him in person, did we? We did. I met him in person. I'm not sure if you were with me, but it was at the FMCA rally. You know what? I think he was busy, and I think I talked to his nephew. I don't think I talked... We talked talked to his nephew, yeah. Yeah, And then me and Julie went back. I went to show Julie the boat, and he was there, and we got to talk to him there. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I didn't talk to him in person. I only talked to his nephew. Okay, all right. But yeah, I, I mean, we obviously talked to him for a long time. Something that people probably don't know is like, you know, we did that hour interview with him, but... I believe that he was one of the people that we spoke with for like 30 minutes before the interview and probably another 30 minutes after the interview. Like we talked to him for a long, long time. A
1: long time. Yeah. Yeah. He's
2: a real guy. He's a good guy. Definitely a good guy. Yeah.
1: So number eight, Kenny, is the favorite product on the podcast in 2023. For me, this one was easy. Adventure Genie was my favorite product. And the the ability to go, the ability to go to one application or program and that application knows my rv knows my interests knows my habits and it really plans a trip that i am going to enjoy it's awesome i mean i think it it changes trip planning completely i mean julie would spend hours and hours <laughs> planning trips well, and it, it seems like yeah this is this is a game changer for trip planning so that's why it was my it was my favorite we are on the same
2: page on this one, Sean. I have Adventure Genie as my number one. I don't even have a runner-up for this one, for this category. Wow! Yeah, I thought the Adventure Genie product is so different than everything else that's out there right now. And I think if it does well and he keeps on tweaking it, like, what was he saying? He was doing updates to it more than monthly, like several times per month. I think this is going to be a product that can really change what RVing looks like in the next couple years. I think this is... this has the potential to really impact the way we RV, or at least the way we plan our RV trips and travel. I think this is really going to change the way we travel. Just the product alone stood out, but I thought Scott was a really good interviewer and really walked us through the steps of, of how the Adventure Genie worked. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was my number one product for for 2023. I, I'm honestly curious to see if anybody's on top that one for 2024. I thought that You know, the fact that it's using AI, I think it's like really just cutting edge, especially for an industry that's normally way behind on everything else. Yeah, I thought that was a really good interview, product, guest, just everything. Yeah, just everything.
1: Number nine is the guest you are looking forward to in 2024. I narrowed it down to
2: two. Although I won't say it because they might come on the show, but I was gonna say there was something I don't like about them. That I was
1: gonna say right off the bat.
2: So the, the the first one, uh the runner up is W North America. I'll say it. I'll just say it. I can't even remember what the W stands for. I think it's a bad name for the company. <laughs> is it Wing is it Wingman?
1: Wingman, I think. Is yeah. it Wingman? Wingham yeah. Wingham or Wingman. Yeah, I,
2: I don't I'm not a fan of a single letter for the company, just mm-hmm. W North America. But This is a European company that's making, I would say, like a class B plus size vehicle. And it's really nice looking. We're trying to get them on the show. I'm hoping we get them on the show. Hopefully they didn't just hear me say that I'm not a fan of their name. I think what they're doing with their production design for a motorized vehicle is very innovative. And I, I hope that we can get them on the show. We've had talks with them. I don't know if it's going to happen. They seem a little hesitant, I would say, but we, we hope to get them on the show for 2024. And I think they would be a great guest. I think it'd be great to showcase what they're trying to bring to America. And I have a lot of questions about how they're bringing it to America production wise, designing wise and stuff like that. Like all the changes that might need to be, you know, we got very different rules here than there. So really curious about them, I hope we can get them on the show, but my, my, uh, The guest that I'm looking most forward to right now at the moment, so they were my runner up is actually a spot tonight, which is a company that I think is doing a great service that I always, I feel is a pain and still frustrating when you go to book campgrounds and you find a campground that you like, you go try to book it and it says, oh, email us and we'll get back to you or call us. I'm like, I just want to book it online. I don't want to, I don't want to send an email and wait, like. How long am I waiting for you to respond to me? So Spot Tonight is an online booking service. And there's other companies out there like that, but I'm just glad to see another company out there trying to, you know, it's why I stay at so many KOAs. I mean, yeah, all the KOAs have been nice. They're all great. I've never stayed at a bad one. But the number one reason why I stay at so many KOAs is because I can go on my phone, use an app, use the KOA app and book that site the same day, within minutes, and and have a guarant- know that I have a guaranteed site reserved for me without any guessing. Nobody, I don't have to wait for somebody to call me back or email me back. It's so simple. And if this company Spot Tonight can do the same thing for everybody you know, that's out there, I actually went to their website and just tried it on my own just to see how easy it is. And it was so simple to book a. You know, I didn't actually book it, but. I went through all the process without actually hitting submit, but it was so easy to book. And not only that, I tried it on different campgrounds. So, you know, you go to the spot tonight, you say, you know, look for 50-mile radius of where I'm at. A couple different campgrounds came up. No matter which campground I booked or tried to, you know, pretend to book, the process was all the same. There was no like, well, now you're using this person's website and now you're using that person it's all seamless it's all streamlined it it was the same process for every campground i tried to pretend to book and i like that that it was all the same it wasn't like i was trying to learn something new or 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 anything it was really really seamless and they are a company that we're talking with and we're hoping to have them on the show as well
1: yeah it'll be great to have something like that in place for because we do KOAs for the same reason. You can just so pull it up on your phone. You don't even have to call anybody. Yeah, You just book it
2: and show up. Yeah, even the same day. I think yeah. as long as you're an hour or two hours out or something like that, they, they have a really great system.
1: The guests I'm looking forward to in 2024, Kenny, I couldn't narrow it down to a company, so I have a category. Mm. And I really look forward to having more of the new RV manufacturers on like Cortez... You know, we just had them on recently. The reason why I want to have more of these companies on is they're really innovating the RV industry, and I think they're going to change the future of RV design and use. I mean, for years, we've had the big, you know, the popular RV Mm -hmm. companies that have dominated the industry and really kept using the same or similar designs. Like, how many years have we gone, have we heard people say, They're so tired of the wavy decals and stuff on the side of the on the side of the RVs. And if you look at Cortez, for example, they don't have any of that. No waves. No waves. Yeah. So, so I think companies like Cortez and Taxa are changing the the game of manufacturing RVs. And so. I think interviewing them in the past has been fun because they have unique perspectives and uh, different design ideas than we've seen before. It's kind of exciting to see these these companies actually winning awards and stuff because they're doing good things. And I think it's going to force some of the bigger companies to change their designs as well. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, I think these companies will force, we'll call them legacy. Yeah, I think they'll force the legacy companies to to kind of Take another look at what they've been doing if they want to compete with the, you know, it sounds funny, but if they're going to compete with the smaller companies, I think they will have to. Yeah, I think these smaller companies could take a big chunk out of uh, their sales if they're being so innovative to, to stand out in a way that they'll actually pull customers away from the legacy ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I'm going to try to get. You know, we mentioned New Camp earlier. I'm going to try to get New Camp on the show. I, I, I should be embarrassed, but I I was talking with New Camp at the Hershey show and they wanted to come on and I lost the person's card. So, you know what I'm going to do is I just thought of it. I'll contact our people over at Battleborne Batteries. They have a good relationship with New Camp and see if they can get me back in touch. I can't even remember the girl's name that I was talking to at New Camp, but she seemed so excited to come on the show. And I got back, back to the RV and I couldn't find her card. And then I went back to the display uh, the second day and they, she was only there for one day. And all their marketing, I should say, was only there for industry day. And they didn't know either. Like the people that were at New Camp, I guess it wasn't New Camp anymore. It was just a dealer network. And and they had they were like, I have no idea who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get New Camp on the show for sure. Because they're, they're one of those companies too that I feel are, are being very, not that they're new, they've been around, New Camp's been around for a little bit. But when you look at their travel trailers and their and their new truck camper, they definitely stand out.
1: Okay, last one is the number one RVing goal for twenty twenty three, and mine is to finally make it to the Canadian Maritimes. (laughs) So we have a trip scheduled for June and July. I think to go out there. So
2: that's a big trip. Is that with Fantasy? Are you doing that with Fantasy RV Tours? Yeah, that's with Fantasy. I thought. Is this your first Fantasy RV tour? Yep. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you think of it. I think they do a great uh, obviously I think. I mean, I've done two trips and I got two more planned. So, <laughs> I'm hoping you like it as much as I do. I hope you're I hope I haven't talked them up too much because I really feel like they just take care of everything. You just kind of show up and it's just really you're just on vacation mode type of thing. So, how long is that trip? That's a big trip. 30 days. Man, yeah, it's a big trip with them. Wow. Yeah. Where does that trip start? Where where is your first meeting spot?
1: Just across the border in Canada.
2: Is this your first time taking the RV into Canada? Yes. Oh, okay. Even Canada border crossings can be stressful, so I'm I'm curious to hear how it goes with the fantasy RV. I thought they did. A I, guess they you, um, I guess
1: they give you. I guess they give you like the tips and stuff, and what crossing to go through, and all that. Yeah,
2: all so. that'll come through in an email. That's how it was for us. But we actually met for Mexico. You know, going into Canada, it's a little nerve it's you're a little nervous because they do want to search your RV and stuff like that. And it's just different. And they try to trick you in questions, but for Mexico, I guess it's even like an extra layer. So we actually met on you know the United States side at a campground with fantasy RV tours. And then we all crossed together going into Mexico. I don't know if you would have to do that to cross into Canada. I'm guessing you guys could probably all meet on the Canada side and
1: yeah, they'll that's just what recommend us. I think. Yeah.
2: And they'll probably just recommend like which which crossing to go through to make it right. the easiest to get to that campground. Okay, but yeah, you guys have a good time. We've been searched once crossing into Canada, and we've crossed into Canada a couple times. Like I said, they just try to trick you in their questions. Like I re- I remember the one guy crossing into Canada. He asked if we had any guns or if we were bringing any guns into Canada. I told him, no, we're not bringing any. You know, we know better. We're not bringing any guns into Canada. And then he said. Well, out of those guns, which ones will you be bringing back with you? <laughs> like, we're not bringing any and we're not bringing any back. Like they just try to trick you <laughs> and get you to you know screw up. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun, though, that trip. That's going to be a good one, Sean. So my goal for RVing in 2023 is completely different, actually, Sean. It oh. has very little to do with uh, a destination or anything. I would like to control my eating while traveling in the RV.
1: I oh, have that's a, a good
2: one. I have a really bad habit. Like when I'm home, my normal weight is like 215. Once I'm in the RV for a couple of months, I easily put in 10 pounds. I usually go up to 225. And it's because of a couple of reasons. I mean, we're going to different destinations. We're meeting up with friends where we're going on sometimes vacations too. And I get this mindset that when I'm in the RV that I am in vacation mode and it's okay to have Denny's on every morning that we stop at a Flying Jay or go to the Disney World and eat at the Food and Wine Festival and go all out on my eating every day of the like you can't, I can't eat every day at the Food and Wine Festival type of thing. I have another terrible habit of when I'm driving, I feel like I need to be snacking while I'm driving, whether that be chips or pretzels or trail mix. I always have like, a bag of something next to my driver's seat, and I just start out the day with it there. Like it's not even like, oh, I'm I'm snack, I'm kind of snacky today. Let me bring it up there. No, nah, I just start it with there in case I get snacky throughout the drive. So I really need to do better while traveling in the RV and not put on like these ten pounds of traveling. <laughs> I call them travel weight. Like I, I just have a bad bad habit of putting myself on that vacation mode and overeating. You know, trying all the, every restaurant that and just say, oh, well, we're we're not going to be here probably ever again or it's going to be years until we're back here again. Let's try this restaurant. Let's try that restaurant. You know, trying a restaurant is fine, but I can't be trying a new restaurant every night that we're in a town. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I got to just it's hard. It's hard
1: <laughs> not to do that, though.
2: It For me, it's I feel like it's impossible because <laughs> I I really want to try to experience everything. And, and But not everything has to be. I guess I'm trying to change my mindset that it doesn't have to be all about the food when, when we're out and traveling. Or if I'm going to do a restaurant at night, you know, skip the Denny's in the morning. I mean, it's pretty bad. Like we stay at a Flying J and the first thing I want to do is go in there and hit Denny's in the morning or grab a pint of ice cream from their convenience area at night. So, so my goal is not to put on those 10 pounds of, Travel weight, I guess I could call it, <laughs> you know, stay, stay under 220. I don't need to be too, 225 pounds while traveling. <laughs> I think that's a good goal. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> it's only good if I if it, if it works I guess. Well, no, I guess it's a good goal no matter what happens.
1: It'd be great if I could actually do it. <laughs> so that's it. That's our 10, our top 10 list. I uh, I wonder if anybody has any outlandish or different things, you know, to comment on. So if you have anything related to these, please leave a comment.
2: Yeah, we would love to hear what your favorite trip for you was throughout the year. We would also really like to hear what was your favorite guest of ours from the year. Uh, and was there anybody that maybe you would want to have back on the show again to, to learn more about them? Or maybe we missed something. So, yeah, definitely, definitely leave us a comment and let us know. And of course, let us know what you're looking forward to 2024. Do you have any big trips planned? What are your eating habits while you're on the road? <laughs> Am I the only one that snacks like crazy while driving? <laughs> but yeah, this was an awesome idea, Sean. I love this topic. I, I think we need to do this every, at the end of every year. I think this is how we should end every year. This, this was a lot of fun. I like the fact that we included like the little goal for 2024 and who we're looking forward to for the guests. I think these two, I think the, I think we just do this whole same list again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, we should do it next year too. Great,
2: But, uh, so this episode's going to be out on Thursday, so right before the new year, so we definitely want to wish everybody a happy new year. Your Christmas has been over and hopefully everybody had a wonderful Christmas and or holidays, I guess I should say, because not everybody celebrates Christmas. I forget. <laughs> yeah. I am not What's this? I am not a very good, uh, oh, not publicly. Politically correct. Politically correct. I am horrible. (laughs) Yeah, I am not a politically correct person. So hopefully everybody had a happy holiday and we're wishing you a happy uh, new year. Looking to get out there and stay out there? Battleborne Batteries lithium ion batteries are here to power your RV, marine, and off-grid adventures. Designed as an easy drop-in replacement for traditional lead acid batteries, these reliable solutions have two to three times the power, charge five times faster, are a fifth of the weight, and last 10 times longer. Offered in a variety of models in unique sizes and shapes, ranging from 50 amp-hour to a robust 270 amp-hour, and backed by a 10-year warranty. Battle batteries are built to fit your needs and power your experiences. On the road, on the water, and off the grid, reliable power is here. Check them out at BattleBornBatteries.com.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.